Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What was your dog doing to the little dog? Well, they were both barking at each other like crazy. Mm -hmm. So my dog was on top. The little dog was with his leg up like this and yeah. you know, going like this. Like your, the little dog was like being submissive and Correct. your dog did what? These are the plaintiffs, Trisha and Chris. Trisha says she was walking her sweet and adorable Havanese Cooper on a leash and the defendant's 60-pound beast of a pit bull came charging out of their garage, attacking Cooper and knocking her to the ground. The defendant's dog bit Cooper in the throat and she thought he was going to be killed, but thankfully wasn't. He did have some horrific injuries which needed surgery. The defendants paid for some of the vet bill. They refused to pay the rest, and they're suing. For the $2,947.92, they're still owed. These are the defendants, Shannon and Francois Page. Shannon says they paid the plaintiff $2,000 towards the vet bill because they were partially responsible for the mishap, but it was their neighbor who let their dog out, so she's the other responsible party. The plaintiff should sue her because they paid their fair share and owe nothing more. They're accused of shirking responsibility. All parties, please, is ready. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Trisha and Chris, you're suing your, are they your neighbors? My mother-in-law's neighbors. Your mother-in-law's neighbors, okay, right. who live in your mother-in-law's complex. Right. For the balance of the vet bills that they haven't paid because, according to you, their dog got out and attacked your dog. Tell me what happened. Okay. I, it was mother's, uh, last Mother's Day, May 12th, 7.30 at night, approximately, after dinner. I was taking Cooper out of my mother-in-law's Now, driveway. Cooper is a Havanese? Yes, he is. Okay. And we were walking up the street. Uh, a couple of houses up by a fire hydrant. Cooper was sniffing his way up and- uh, Was Cooper on a leash? Yes, he's on leash, yes. Okay. And a step, a couple steps past the fire hydrant, uh, a gar garage door that was open, a big brown dog came charging at Cooper and myself fast and knocked me down to the ground and proceeded to attack Cooper uh, violently, shaking. Uh, grabbed his neck 
and his leg, and um, my Cooper was screaming. I was in a total state of shock. I started uh, screaming, please help me, help me. Someone, there was nobody outside, and I, uh, and, uh, and at that time, I was still struggling to get the dog off of Cooper, but it was, it was too far, I couldn't, I, it was too strong. And then neighbors came out, and uh, apparently Frank came out, the owner of the dog, of his house, which because of the stress I was under in a state of shock, I, I really didn't see Frank at that time. And the dog was taken away or brought back to its house. And at that time, one of the neighbors went down to tell Chris, to my mother-in-law's, all this is happening out front. Okay. So, so Chris comes out. Chris Does comes Frank out. come back out uh, to talk uh, to you? Or? No, no. No. All right. No. So what happens? So what happened next was Cooper is screaming like a human, honestly. And I didn't want anyone to touch him except Chris because he, he probably would have bit someone. We picked him up. Chris picked him up. We got into our car and we brought him to the animal hospital. Okay. And, and what ended up, uh, what were Cooper's injuries? Cooper had severe bites around his, his may I use my jugular, and his, his arm was broken into, his leg was broken in two places. Okay, and um, did and the was, bites around the neck require stitches? Yes. Okay, how many stitches do you know? Oh, gosh, about... There's only a few. A few, like three or four. Okay. But the puncture wounds were extended, and the, and the vet uh, basically said a couple of more seconds of him shaking, the, you know, the dog shaking Cooper violently, Cooper would have been gone. All right, so how long was Cooper in the vet hospital? Three days. All right, and then what you're suing for... Um, that's, is the balance of the bill that they haven't paid. They paid part of it, but they refuse to pay any more. Uh, apparently, yes. Okay. Now, um, let me hear from you. We're either, you're Frank, right? Yes, I am. All right. How did you first, how did your dog get out? What kind of dog do you have? <clears throat> it's um, She's a lab pit bull mix. I have yeah. a picture here a of her. A lab pit bull mix. How did your dog get out? I was on the couch watching TV. Somebody came at the, in my garage and knocked at my door. Then I, I proceeded Was to your move. garage door open? Yes. Why? You, leave it open. you left it open? Yeah. Okay. So someone comes. Who's the someone? A neighbor? One of, yes. One of our neighbors. Okay. And Please. before I even reached... So she knocks on the door in order to do what? She was bringing us some uh, cookies. Okay. So before I even reached the door, she opened the door. And she said, I have cookies. And then my dog ran right beside me. Okay. And then he went to reach for a dog. To, oh, so did you see your dog reach for the dog? Probably just a few seconds after he reached that little dog. Okay. So you get there and then you try to get your dog off. What was your dog doing to the little dog? Well, they were both barking at each other like crazy. Mm -hmm. So my dog was on top. The little dog was... Put his leg up like this and yeah. you know, going like this. Like your, the little dog was like being submissive and Correct. your dog did what? Uh, I didn't see exactly. I didn't see any shaking or anything like that. So I just grabbed the dog and just take him with me in the garage. All right. And then did you come back out? No. Nope. I didn't think that. I didn't think the small dog was injured. I'm sorry. You didn't go back out to find out if the small dog was injured? No, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. So then what happens? I guess your, is it your mother? Mm-hmm. Right. So your mother or your mother? My mother. Your, so your mother um, reaches out to them and says, 
are you kidding me? And tells them, you know, you know what happened, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you realize these guys are around a lot because it's his mother. Mm -hmm. And you reach out. Which of the two of you reaches out to them to say, I'd like to see Cooper? I did. All right. What <clears throat> happened? The next day at approximately... I don't know, three or four in if the afternoon. If you know afternoon. your dog just attacked a dog, why wouldn't you walk outside to talk to them? He didn't see any blood or anything. It was like they were blood both. or anything. Why don't you go outside and make sure? Because the whole, like, what he sees is, oh, I grabbed my dog, I rushed him inside, and then what, you're hiding? You think it's just going to go away? I was sure there was no injuries. Did you talk to them? Yeah, nope. yeah, I saw. Well, I, I, no, no, that night. No, oh, that no. night, that, no. Right, so how no. do you know there were no injuries if you don't go back out mm -hmm. to find out? All right, go ahead. So... Sunday, we were all at the pool, all of us, as we usually are on Sunday, and we had all been drinking that day. And when Marguerite came over to give us cookies, she's our friend. It was her birthday as well. We're very friendly in this neighborhood. Garage doors are up all the time, and people just come hey, and go. Let me just into explain to you that your garage door being up and your garage door to your house being unlocked mm -hmm. is a problem. Well, he was so that, it's not an act of friendliness. Cigarette. Stop, stop. If you don't have a pit bull that escapes and attacks, then it's just neighborly. But if you have a pit bull that you have to, what are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. She doesn't attack. She did it now. I don't believe that was. Oh, how what it do went you think? Down. That she bit her own dog? No, no. All right. She got out because our neighbor opened the door and said, Cookies. Then it's not an act of neighborliness. It's not like Mr. Rogers in the neighborhood no. that you leave your garage door open and you're correct for a neighbor to open the door. It turned out to have been a very bad idea, right? Yes. At least for Cooper, we're pretty clear. Go ahead. The next day, a neighbor had called me and said, Shannon, oh my God, Cooper almost died. I said, what are you talking about? I didn't even realize what had happened. And then I reached out to Chris at around 6.30 that night. I said, I'd like to see Cooper. I felt terrible. I was in tears. I was beside myself because Bella is a good dog. She is just because she's slash Pitbull. No, I don't take anything out but, on Pitbulls. They are the breed that they are, okay? I take things out on Pitbull owners. Yeah. Because it's never, ever a poodle getting out and then wreaking havoc. It's you guys who own pit bulls need to be more careful and lock your doors to keep your dogs contained because they are pit bulls. But it's not their fault. It's the owner's fault. Mm -mm. We never punish the conduct no. of the dog. It's not a bad dog. It's a bad owner that we punish. The owner that doesn't contain their dog. That's what gets punished in the eyes of the law. Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. Are pit bulls more dangerous than the average dog? We have a lot of pit bull bite cases. Yes, the pit bull has a very strong jaw, and when they lock on you, oh, they just, they don't let go. That's true. That's, that's, that's the thing about them. But that, they, they have a lot of power, but are they more dangerous? Do they, are they more aggressive than other dogs? Uh, I don't believe so, just because my grandpa had one, and it was a very nice dog, abused, but like, still is a good pup, so I don't know. Okay, uh, you're gonna be the tiebreaker. Uh, I think people are really vicious, so yeah, I think it's the most dangerous dog. You do think it's the most dangerous? I do, yeah. Why is that? Because they're pretty vicious, and you know, when they bite you, it hurts more than the average dog because how their jaw is. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But what, but what we don't know is, are they just generally more aggressive? Is it the owner that makes them aggressive, or is it the dog? That's the question. Go inside the courtroom. Well, we do contain our dog, and we always. Well, not that she's night, did you? Well, we didn't open the door. Our neighbor did. How was your neighbor able to? It was unlocked. Okay, go ahead. But I just don't feel we're 100% negligible. 
I mean, when does a vet bill get negligent? What, negligent. Why not? <clears throat> Who do you think is the rest of the percent negligent? I think our neighbors has something to say about then this. Then you, you're free to sue your neighbor. Yeah. But you think that because you leave your door unlocked and their dog gets attacked, that they have to go through the trouble of seeking redress against two different parties? No, I feel terrible what happened. Do you? Because if you felt really terrible, we wouldn't be here, right? Uh, or it's just you feel this much, you feel $2,000 terrible, not 5000 whatever terrible. $2,400. All right. Um, look, I, with all due respect, uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, I hear, you, you know, you feel like it's not your fault because you didn't open your own door. You're wrong about that when it comes to the law, okay? It's your job to contain your dog. And if you leave your front garage door open and then you leave the door unlocked and then you're getting up to go whoever's knocking and then your dog blows past you, it is 100% on you. And if you feel that the lady bringing you cookies <laughs> should be brought in, you go sue cookie lady <laughs> and say, hey, I think you, you know, I think you need to contribute here because it was your fault. You're not going to do that. Um, so I find in favor of the plaintiffs and the amount of the rest of the vet bill plus their court costs. Good luck, folks. So no question about it. The defendants are responsible in the eyes of the law. What do you think, Ms. Page? It is what it is. We felt really bad about Cooper's injuries, and we didn't want any of this to happen, but I just don't feel we were 100% negligent. So. Well, you can't blame the cookie lady. No. I guess not. You I really guess can't. can't. I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> so, no. But, but we're, it's what, all good. What has this done to peace in the neighborhood? How about oh, that? We're, all, all we're still friends. You're still friendly? We oh, yeah. still hang out together at the pool, and yeah, everything's good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good people. Yep. Good okay. People. Yep. Just be careful of your dog. Be careful of your dog. Okay. Learn the lesson. Very good. Okay. The plaintiffs are on their way out of the courtroom, Trisha and Chris. You know, it's a shame you had to go through this to go to court to bring them, you know, they, but they wouldn't pay, huh? Yeah, we had gotten the idea that, um, that you know, they had said they would pay originally uh, immediately, and then they gave us some money and then yeah. just stopped. And yeah. it wasn't until some neighborhood chatter that we actually figured out why they had stopped. So is is it peaceful in the neighborhood? They say it is. Yes, yes. They're very Everybody's friendly now? Everyone's yeah. still friendly? friendly? Yes. Absolutely. And how's Cooper? Cooper's much better. Thank you very much. He's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. Yes. Good enough. He's All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Good enough. Congratulations. Harvey? I mean, look, the defendant should have locked the door. I mean, that's number one. Number two, if the neighbor has permission to go in and open the door, and lets the dog out, that's not on the plaintiff, that's on the defendant. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. 
Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the plaintiff, Serena Cannon. She says she was forced to move out of her apartment because the defendant, her landlord, said he was getting too many complaints about her smoking. She agreed to leave because she had terrible problems with her heat. They did a thorough walkthrough. The defendant said he would return all of her deposit, but didn't. And so, here they are. She's suing the unscrupulous defendant for the $3,000 she's owed. This is the defendant, Fermin Bueno. He says the plaintiff melted the microwave oven. She owes past due rent. She broke things in the apartment, and he's the one who still owed money. That's right, this woman has some nerve suing him like this, because she isn't owed a cent. He's the one who's owed money, and he thinks the judge will agree. He's accused of saying one thing and doing another. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $2,910 for further damages. All parties, please raise your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says her landlord forced her out after some of the other tenants complained that she was smoking and now she can't get her security back. The defendant says the plaintiff melted the microwave. It's the case of, I'll have a grilled microwave. Okay, you lived in, was this an apartment or a house? Apartment. And you lived in that apartment for how long? Three years. All right. When you left, you expected to get your security deposit back, right? Yes, yes, ma'am. All right, and the amount of your security deposit was? $1,500. And you are suing today for double that because you live in one of the states that punishes landlords if they wrongfully withhold. Did you yeah. ever receive, um, did he ever tell you why he was keeping the money? Yes, damages due to the apartment. Okay, and were there damages? Um, yes, I have certain things that was damaged. That okay, I so you agree with him withholding something. Right. Just not all of it. All right, right. talk to me. What were the damages that she left behind? Uh, the damages were damage to the walls, damage to the floors, um, microwave, oven, and various locks were taken out and some light fixtures were taken off. All right, let's, let's talk about the damages. Do you have photos of the damages that you're talking about? Yes. Okay, you have a folder called Before Photos. Yes. So this is, I guess, from when you rented it? Yes. So that's how it looked when she moved in? Yes. All right. And then you have a folder called Damages. Correct. All right, what is this? That's the uh, master bathroom uh, vanity mirror. What happened to it? Um, I went to go shed it, and it cracked. Okay, but did it come off the wall or no? No, it's just the mirror part is cracked. Did you ever have that fixed? No. What is this a photograph of? That's the oven, and that was all the grease from the cleaning on the backsplash. And that's just to signify all the grease. It was grease everywhere. And what, that's, what is- That's uh, missing doorknobs that she, she took out, and then I Where are the doorknobs missing? There's supposed to be a, a, a hard light deadbolt on top. Oh. <laughs> okay, where's- uh, that, Howard, yeah. Why are there two doorknobs there? Um, I, I don't know. My sister was trying to replace it, and she wound up putting that knob on putting it. Putting two true. knobs, one on top I of it. I don't know what she did, but that's that's absolutely what true. What happened to the wall? Um, that's just paint. You know, when you move your furniture or something. Yeah, no, I don't hit the wall. You hit the wall. Yeah, I'm on right. the second hit the wall. Right. What is this? That's when you know at that time before he even said no smoking was in the house. Um, my son was smoking black and mouse. Your uh, your son was smoking what? Black and mouse. Say it again. Black and mouse. Black and mouse. <laughs> Cigars. Yeah. 
Yeah. Got it. Bueno, se arrios. The thin ones, right? The black and miles are the thin ones. All right. So, uh, yeah. Is that how all of that got? I believe so. Like ashes on there, I believe. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe that's mold. I don't know what that is. No, that's that's all over the place. They were actually putting out the cigars that would throw the butts oh, out the window. Oh, that's the little, like, you know, yes, just literally yes. putting it yes, out putting on it the out. wood. Oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> wow. All over the apartment. Wow. Yep. That's something. Yep. And what is this? Um, that cabinet right there got loose and it, it, it's like off. I couldn't tighten it back in there. Yeah, but no, pieces that's of the broken. wood are missing. Where the chip wood right there in the front? Yes. How'd that happen? I mean, I don't know. I don't, maybe from putting food and closing it back and forth, it just cracked. <sighs> what are you depicting in this photo? Okay, so that um, door was broken, and she actually put the door on, but the door wouldn't close. It would just stay like that. Maybe hoping you wouldn't notice? Yes. Why is everything so filthy? Like, it's... just even, okay. What is this? Um, that, somebody kicked in that front door, and they didn't fix it. Somebody break in the door? Um, the door was broke because of the fact that I had lost my keys. And so when so we went to go, in? not kick, but we went to go push it and it came off. I got someone that was a professional. Um, I also have his You got someone up. that was a professional to do what? He fixed that door. I don't know what he see, but he <laughs> did right, fix that right door. There. <laughs> That's what I see. What happened here? The it's just the, the, the apartment needed to be paint. It just needed a paint job. No, but it wasn't handed to you this way. It's not a matter of just I a mean, paint the job. That what you... happened to the edges of the door there? The, 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 uh, how, did, how did all that? I mean, usually if it were Laura, I'd say it was a pet, but it's pretty high up. What is it that's happening there? I don't know. Do you have any idea? Um, maybe somebody, that doorknob doesn't belong there. Maybe somebody always constantly Why breaking in. Yeah, that makes more sense. Now, what what happened? That here? was a crack in the wall. That's a door, not a wall. The door, because um, that door fell off the hinges in my daughter's room. How did the door? How did how do doors? What? You know how doors are always falling off hinges. Uh, yeah. well, Somebody <laughs> has to do something to the door for it to fall Ain't off the hinges. Nobody did nothing. It cracked. The door just fell off the hinge and went flying. When it when it when it did fall off the hinges, it was sitting up. So when it it fell one day, and that's how they cracked. Okay, how did it fall other than somebody's kicking it? Ain't nobody kicked that door. Oh please, you can see where they kicked it. That's right where they kicked it. What is this? That was just garbage left over in the bathroom. What is this? Room. That's what my grandbaby's made is um, marked up the wall with some crayon. Uh, my daughter, um, that's where you can see the door was off the hinges up there. And she put stickers up there. Why? Uh, she decorating her room. <sighs> so do tenants typically abuse the apartments they rent? What do you say? Uh, yes, they do. Why do you say? Um, I say that because coming from a person that their father um, owns, like, owns a, like lives, used to live in an apartment. Yeah, uh, he, used to, he told me he used to abuse it. Oh, your dad rented an apartment and he abused it? <laughs> Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Sir? I do. Do tenants typically abuse the apartments they rent? Because they don't own it, you know? I mean, I wouldn't know because, like, I, I just don't know. I never had an apartment. I never know nobody had an apartment. I know. I know. Sometimes it just doesn't work down here. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. Tell me about the stove and the microwave. What's that about? The microwave got damaged from her actually heating the apartment with the, all the burners burning one time. And I told her that that's very dangerous. Were you doing that? Uh, Ma'am, I didn't have no heat. 
So when I turned the stoves on with the um, why didn't you have heat? Because I don't know, it was something going on with his boiler that he came out numerous of times and had to fix. Did you? Was there so, something going on with your boiler that you came out numerous times and had to fix? I only came out three times. There was gas coming out in the air at the same time, so it was shutting off the furnace, but I was there the very next day all the time. Mm -hmm. And I told her her apartment was still warm, it wasn't freezing, and I was out there the very next day. How, did you, when did, how did you find out that she was heating with the oven? Oh, I went there and I saw it. And you saw it? Yes. What'd you tell her? I told her, why it's are you doing this? It's super dangerous. Exactly. I know. I told her, why are you doing this? I'm like, it's not cold So what in makes here. you think that that, do you have pictures of the microwave you're talking about? Yes. No problem. You also deducted for garbage. Yeah, that was all did, the garbage she removed. Did you leave all this stuff there? Yeah, because what happened was I moved out December, I moved out October the 31st and I contacted him and let him know I had stuff that was going in the garbage. Yeah. And okay. both, I think that's how you pronounce it, it wasn't coming to the 15th. I didn't right. put it in the front of the, the, the house. No, you're supposed to take it with you. Oh, yeah. And then I, go to the dump, which is an inconvenience for you, but you made it an inconvenience for him. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Okay, what is this a picture of? That's behind the stove. Behind the stove? Yes, underneath it. Okay, I've always said, you know, mm. there before the grace of God go I if you pull the <laughs> stove. I don't pull the stove in cl when mm -hmm. I clean, so I don't know. But what is this? This is all behind, what's this, inside the oven? That's inside the oven. Oy. Um, let, am I supposed to see a melted microwave in these photos? Tell me which photos show a melted microwave. That's sure, what I was no looking for. You, well, you admit that the microwave was melted, right? Mm-hmm. I admit okay. that because I got it. Be I got it. And that's the microwave you said cost one hundred and seventy-five dollars, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. And how old was that microwave? Uh, it was less than one year old. Okay. Now, damaged paint. We've been over that. Do you have a receipt to show that it's going to cost six hundred dollars to paint? Here was basically the paint and this was taken out to pay the transaction amount to pay the painter so it was actually that's right like do you have a receipt from the painter sir yeah the, re the receipt is there for my wife actually took the money out of the of the okay, bank okay i need you to understand that that just shows you took money out i don't know if you took it out to gamble do you have receipts for the paint job so that it, you can prove that it cost you six hundred dollars i just have the supplies I've received from the Okay, supplies. so you don't have proof that it cost you $600 to pay. These are problems for you because you are, the place was trash and I agree with you, you should be, but if you come into court and just tell me to trust you, I don't know you. I need receipts to prove the damages that you're talking about. No, I understand. So basically- Like $150 for the kitchen drawer, replacing the kitchen drawer wouldn't be $150. No, I got, it was, a, it was $98 and then the handyman that I have to pay, they don't know. Do you have receipts to prove that? No. Then how only, do only, I know that that's true? Only because for the this drawers. is not a, a maple drawer. I know what this is, you know. Um, so you're going to have to prove that it was a $98 drawer. I got, I got the receipt for the drawer. Yeah, the receipt for the drawer, but not for the handyman. But not for the handyman, okay. correct. Give me any receipts. I'm going to, I don't want you to make my bailiff travel over and over. He's going to walk to you now. Okay. And you're going to give him every receipt you have to prove up your damages. And then All he's right, going to come back once. I'll give you So orders. make sure you give him everything. And the next time... You better keep all your receipts I, in a I folder with the label of the appraisal. Yeah, look at who's a will, woman right. next to you. That's uh, my wife. Yeah, yeah. she's nodding like, yeah. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> told you. Oh, there's actually one more receipt. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to consider it. Go ahead. <laughs> this is for the, ther uh, the thermostat. Yeah, let me see it. Go ahead. 
I, there's like eight items left, and I already hit the $1,000 mark. Did you ever send her a letter itemizing what it is you were keeping and why you were keeping it? Yes. And can I see the letter? That it's in. Um, I have it. Oh, sure. There you go. Yep. Why don't you have it, though? Curious. I thought I printed it out, and I was looking through my folders. I have it in my email on my phone. Does she also owe you rent? Yes, she owes me back rent. Oh, how, how much back rent does she owe? Uh, $205. Can he show you that? Can he show you that? Because all my rent is paid up. I pay all my rent. Can you show me uh, the receipts for all your rent? Can I show you all my receipts? It's in my bank statement. If I could pull up all my bank statements. How would you end up paying through checks? Um, yeah, I pay um, through the... What's it? Zell? The Zell, yes. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, do you have, uh, like, when you say, when you declare it's going to be $150 to fix the bathroom master mirror, where are you getting that from? It's basically the handyman fee was me buying. May I please see the estimate from the handyman that proclaims what you are proclaiming? In that area, when you usually get a, a handyman, they don't really give you. Okay. Look, look at me. All right. Donde tú vas, ya yo fui, me senté, me tomé una soda y regresé. All right, where you're going already, went, sat down, had a soda, and returned. <laughs> I've been doing this stuff a long time, okay? Yes, people give estimates, but in particular, people who are coming to court need to be prepared with the estimates. Correct. I'm not going to order her to pay you $2,900. However, I'm not going to. His lack of preparation is inuring to your benefit. Um, so when you walk out of here, you're not going to have to pay any more. But even with my conservative estimates and my anger at him not having real estimates, when I'm giving it the minimum because I'm going to punish him and give the most minimum value that I can to everything, we're past the 1500 Okay? So on your lawsuit against him, zero. And on his counterclaim against you, because you cannot prove that it's any more than the amounts I'm guessing at, I'm just going to allow you to keep the security deposit, and that's that. You're not going to get anything more than that. Well, after looking at all the evidence and hearing the testimony, the judge says you don't get anything back. Right. You understand? Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you got to admit, the department looked terrible. Yeah, terrible it did. shape. It did. It did. It looked terrible. You know, but I think that he should have, you know, um, contact me a little earlier, you know, instead of letting me come here. But it's okay. Well, I don't know how you lived in it. It was a really <laughs> mess, to tell you the truth. All right, Mr. Bueno. You don't get anything either because you weren't very well prepared. You That's understand? Good. Yes, I understand. I completely understand. But like I said, I learn from my mistakes and I grow from them. Okay. All right. Good enough. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate very it. Good. Thank On you. your way. Harvey? Okay, Doug, just real quickly, when landlords withhold security, it has to be based on the actual cost to repair the damage. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
This is the plaintiff, James. He says he was approaching Atlantic City on the expressway, and the defendant darted in front of him without warning, and he hit the front fender of his car. The cops couldn't determine what happened. He's now out the $1,000 on his insurance deductible, and he's here suing for just that today. This is the defendant, Sharon Lafferty. She says she was on her way to work at the casino, and the plaintiff crashed his car into the back of hers. The cops came to the scene, said they couldn't figure out who hit who, but would check the cameras on the expressway. She never heard from them, but knows the video shows the plaintiff hitting her, and therefore she owes nothing. She's accused of a casino clip. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant slammed into him in Atlantic City, but the defendant says the plaintiff crashed into her. It's the case of, I didn't poke her, I swear. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, August 2018, you are coming off the Atlantic City Expressway. What time of the day or night is it? It's in the afternoon, I think somewhere three, four o'clock somewhere. All right, and there is, um, tell me about this, I guess it's the off-ramp? Is it the off-ramp? Yeah, it goes on, it goes on, off onto the causeway, which connects the All right, and it's two casinos. lanes. Does that look like it? Um, can I just go over here? Yeah. All right. We were both in my lane. Mississippi Avenue comes up here, and it's a hard merge. And I was in the left lane, and the defendant was in the right lane. And as we went further up here, she was attempting to get into the right lane because of this merge. Wait, why would she be attempting to get into the right lane because of the merge? Well, when this merge comes up here and you're and you're happen to be in the left lane. Yeah, but lane, you're to you're, the left your entire lane is yeah. to the right of the merge. So the person in right. the lane she's in yeah. would be easier for her to merge right from where she is. Why would she have to go into your lane? Because when these cars merge up here. They'll, they'll slow you down or cut you off. They come off Mississippi Avenue, very, very fast paced. They're going so like this. So you think she's trying to, to yeah. get into I haven't the right said lane. It yet. You think she's trying to get in your lane because your lane is more optimum because what? Absolutely, because these people would have to work their way over into it. They're usually, they usually stop in the first lane of the causeway. See, these merge together. So if you're in the right lane and you're traveling, it's a better lane to be in. You're probably not going to have to slow down. You're going to get where you're going to get. If you're if you're in the left lane, these cars coming off of Mississippi are going to slow you down. Okay. So is that exactly how the accident happened? Yes, ma'am. Yes, right there, Honor. that's where the cars were positioned? Right. And then you both stop? Right. And what happens? Well, I, we when we stopped, we were both in my lane. And then she pulled over here, and I pulled behind her, and I got out. And I asked if she was okay. Uh, anybody get hurt? She said no. She said, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I was driving. And I said, well, what happened is you were trying to get into the right lane and you misjudged where my vehicle was. So then we called the police and the police came and they, and they took our both statements, you know, as to what happened. And I just said to the officer, I said, you know, nobody's hurt. We both have insurance. We're not fugitives. Uh, a ticket of any kind is very expensive. I said, maybe you could use your discretion in this. And he didn't say anything. He went back, he finished his reports, and he came back, and he just basically said, I wasn't here to see what happens. 
give it to your insurance companies, have a nice day. And that was it. I, I so are you with, suggesting you, you attempted to talk the police officer out of giving her a ticket? Or you weren't sure he was going to give her a ticket either? But I, you were just, I wasn't sure he was going to give me a ticket. In. I was kind of use, asking him to use his discretion because there was nobody hurt. It wasn't uh, uh, somebody chasing another person and running okay. to the car. All right, you go know. ahead and go back to the lectern. Um, I'm going to ask you to come over and tell me how you say the accident happened, but don't start talking till you get there because you're not mic'd on the way. All right. Now we've got a mic. Actually, I travel this road every day for work, so it's not like I don't know this road, and, and I don't know how he can tell me what I was doing and what I was going to do. He's not my mind. He's Okay. So that's not how it happened at all. We're coming off the expressway, I guess, and it's two lanes here, which both, both lanes are on a bend. Okay, so I'm in this lane, and we're going around the bend. I'm in this lane. He's in this lane. And he hits my car right on the back door there. Now, I don't know what he's talking about, trying to tell me I was trying to go over here. I wasn't trying. There's nothing over there. There's an exit to go back into Atlantic City when I'm actually going over here towards... Harris. I'm going to go through the tunnel and go over towards Harris. So I don't know why he was trying to say that I was trying to go this way. There's nothing that way for me. This is how it happened. Did anybody take responsibility for the accident at the time? No, I told the, I told the police officer, I said, I was looking straight ahead. I don't know what happened behind me because he hit me in the back door. I'm looking straight ahead. All I know is I'm looking straight ahead. I'm maintaining my lane in front of me. I don't know what happens until he hits me. Okay, so, go ahead and go back. Was there anybody in your car besides you? No. Was there anybody in your car besides you? No, you aren't. So what ends up happening with your insurance companies? When I left the scene, I was under the impression the officer said he could not determine who was at fault. So we, I left the scene thinking so if I didn't insurance hear from anything, paid for I was going to fix to your my car. car, he was going to fix his car. And that then was your the insurance paid for the repairs to your car, but you're out your deductible, so Correct. you're suing for your deductible. Correct which means that you have the burden of proving how the accident happened mm -hmm. because you're the plaintiff. You're the one who came to court and said, judge, it happened my way. How do you plan to prove that? Okay, so when an insurance company says, like if you two get in an accident, they say you're responsible, does the judge have to follow what the insurance company determined? Uh, I'd say no, it's up to the court about it. So they don't have to follow what the insurance company well, it depends on how it, uh, I don't know, it goes out in court. Okay. What do you say, guys? Um, no. Why? Um, depends on the crash. Okay, I have another question. What about, what if, what if um, the police are there and the police say you, he's responsible? Is the judge required to follow what the policeman says? I mean, it depends on how much evidence they have. If they don't have enough evidence. No, then. but are they, on, are they required to follow what the police said? Uh, Say no. No. Perfect. Going inside the courtroom. I've got your word against hers. I've got a police support that says, I have no idea I wasn't there. It could happen either way. The damages to the car themselves don't tell me whether it happened here or happened here. The insurance companies, with their vast resources and attention <laughs> to detail, according to you, what did you say? That was kind of funny. <laughs> 
Uh, you feel like the insurance companies got together over lobster? Oh, there, there was no question in my mind. They got, they got together for their mobster lobster lunch and decided that she's that. not going to get any money. I'm not going to get any money. <laughs> I think you flatter them on how coordinated <laughs> they are. But anyway, that was kind of fun. So um, the way it worked is, but however, you're wrong because you, your insurance company paid for your car and that insurance company paid for their car. I just didn't, I didn't put a claim in my There wasn't that much claim. damage to my car, so I didn't put a claim right. in. Can I see? Do you have pictures of the damage to your car? Yeah, there's a little damage. It's on the side, back side. Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of damage to my car. It's on the back side door. It starts right there where that little white speck is, and there's little, like, that's where it is. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say that when when we stopped, we were both in my lane. Now, yes, I know. Don't repeat yourself. All right. What are you going to say that's new? The front of the car, my car was not hit. It was all along the side. Let me see the damage to your car. Sure. Do you have bigger pictures or no? No, that's the only pictures I have, and that was from the body shop. Okay, is this that is the front of your car, isn't it? Uh, it's the side. It's the, the well, front. the side front. Right, correct. Okay, so I didn't and what am I to supposed her. to determine by looking at that? That's supposed to conclusively prove what? Well, that I did not run into her car. Why would that prove that? <laughs> How? Well, How does it prove that? Well, well, I know that this happened, that this part of your car is damaged, okay? Correct. And this part of her car is damaged. That's correct. That is the only thing I know. Let right. me tell you what I don't know. I right. don't know if that happened in this lane yeah. or in this lane, you see? So people get hung up on, oh, the damage conclusively proves. No, it doesn't. It do Sometimes it can. Sometimes yeah. it can. But in this case, how does it? I know that these two cars are traveling, mm -hmm. and then at some point this happens, but I don't know if this happens because she got into your lane or you got into hers. That's what I don't know. And the problem for you is that when I don't know something, yeah. then that hurts you because you're the plaintiff and you're the one with the burden of proving by a okay. preponderance of the evidence that it's your way. How are you going to do it? Well, you both seem like totally reasonable people. I believe you both believe what you're saying. I don't even right. think somebody's lying to cover up. I think you both totally believe what you're saying. So how am I supposed to determine who went into whose lane? When we stopped the cars, okay, we weren't going fast because we just came out of a, a, an so. intersection with a light, so 5, 10, 15 miles an hour. When we both stopped, we were both sitting in my lane, the right okay. lane. Okay, other than you repeating yourself ad nauseum, okay. how are you going to prove that it was in your lane? The answer is, it's really a rhetorical question, because the answer is that you can't, all right? And if you can't, then the tie goes to that side, okay? Verdicts for the defendant. Thank you. Well, in an interesting case, the police couldn't figure out who was at fault, and neither could the judge. Unfortunately not. So you failed to prevail. <laughs> I did. I lost. It was a fair fight. It was a fair fight. Yeah. Nice person. Both yes. of you. Uh, Good enough. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sorry right. you couldn't win. All right, Mr. Laverney. How do you feel about it? Well, I feel I feel I feel great. Um, I really felt like it was it was fair. I, I felt like just like he said, we're very nice people. But I felt like what I was. Yeah, you that I didn't know. You right? felt you were in the right. I he did. felt he was in the right. I did. I guess we'll never so know, will we? Very happy. I guess not. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Fascinating, Harvey. What do you think? Okay. I mean, look, insurance companies are in business, and they are in business to pay as little as they can. So 
judges are not required to follow what the insurance company does, and they're not required to follow what cops say. And usually cops don't even see the accident. Judges look at everything fresh.